0: This is the Matt Report, the voice of WordPress entrepreneurship. If you're running a WordPress freelance business selling themes, plugins, or client services, this is the place for you. Learn more at MattReport.com and subscribe at MattReport.com slash subscribe. And now, on to the show. This episode of The Matt Report brought to you by Conductor Plugin. You can learn more about Conductor at conductorplugin.com. It's a great, easy way to display content on your WordPress site. So if you want to make a custom homepage or a custom archive page or just a custom landing page that's a curated page of content, whether it be blogs, posts, custom post types, custom post types with fields, you can do all that with Conductor. Learn more at conductorplugin.com. In today's episode, we're talking to Jennifer Bourne of Bourne Creative uh, that she started back in 2005 with her husband, Brian. And since then, they've never looked back, been a WordPress agency ever since. And what I really want you to take away is with the, the decade, almost a decade of, of their agency knowledge and experience, um, they're going to talk to us today about, or Jennifer's going to talk to us today about what it's like to go from that freelancer mode you know, we're starting out. We're finding clients. I think this is going to be a career. So you know what? Let's make this something serious uh, and jump into the agency mode. So we're going to learn about that. Uh, but in particular, the lesson that I want you to take away is the onboarding experience that they have set up for their client. And what I mean by that is from that first email from the contact form all the way to the discovery phase. Right? That that whole onboarding process of who we are, what we do, what's the client need from us, what are the client's values, how do we negotiate price and, and terms and contracts Contract, all that stuff. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer's husband, Brian, has set up an automated process that allows the potential client to discover what it's like uh, to work with their agency and what they should expect as far as those deliverables and milestones and so on. So one, I really want you to pay attention to you know cure, uh, crafting a better onboarding experience for your clients. It, it's a great way to, number one, set expectation and, and just get to know each other. Are we the right fit? That kind of thing. But I don't want to say hack, but sort of the way that Brian's doing it is he's sort of hacked the system to d- automate all this stuff. So you don't have to spend the time doing it, especially when you're starting to get more and more referrals, sort of that back and forth can really eat away at a lot of time. Um, so he's set up an automated system that sort of drips this information and knowledge out to the client. Learn all about that in this episode. Um, if, this, if all this stuff is helping you run your WordPress business or freelance business or whatever it is you might be doing with WordPress, um, head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star review. Really, really helps uh, the show get found. We're slowly climbing the rankings <laughs> in the business category. It's tough because we are just talking about WordPress and running that, but we are looking to expand that sort of knowledge uh, for the Matt Report in the seasons to come. So I really do appreciate any, anybody who's leaving uh, a review over at iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher. We're all, we're all over the place and that really helps there. Uh, So if you do want to stay in the loop of what's going on for the Matt Report, head on over to mattreport.com slash join. Uh, And if you want to level up your WordPress freelancer agency business or just upgrade your Matt Report experience, head on over to mattreport.com slash join. Become a pro member and you'll get access to forums, monthly mastermind calls, a whole bunch of knowledge um, that's sort of behind the scenes and not publicly available. That's mattreport.com slash join. Let's get on to the show. Welcome, Matt Report listeners, to another awesome interview with today's WordPress entrepreneur, creative director and digital strategist, Jennifer Bourne. Jennifer, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, I'm excited to be here.
0: So Jennifer, I've got probably the best Already defined for me bio. I usually kind of ramble on with a few sentences, but I've, i I got this from the Prestige Conf website. Uh, and Jennifer Bourne is the creative director and digital strategist of Bourne Creative, a full-service design company based in Sacramento, California, that specializes in custom lead-generation WordPress web uh, sites. As a Genesis recommended developer, Bourne Creative works with clients from around the globe on branding website strategy, web design, WordPress, as well as a wide range of graphic design projects. The company also provides consulting on blogging for business, content marketing, and online marketing, and you've only been doing this for almost a decade, right? (laughs) Even more if you count everything in in your design uh, experience, so give us the two-minute elevator pitch of who you really are.
1: Who I really am? Goodness, (laughs) a two-minute pitch? Well... Professionally, I help successful entrepreneurs who need to up-level their business and their brand. They've got a business, but it's kind of blah, it's boring, and it represents where they've been and not where they're going. So we help them take that business and transform it into an extraordinary brand by probably redoing everything they've already done themselves or hired somebody else to do before. Um, And then personally, I work from home. My mom, I've got two kids, we play a lot of Legos. We go on a lot of hikes, ride bikes, and I work with my hubby, which has its own challenges.
0: That's awesome. Challenges. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, one of the things that folks, that especially the folks that are in the audience, are thinking is they're, they're starting a freelance business, maybe they've started to partner up with a developer here or a designer there on a particular project, or maybe an SEO person on a particular project, and they're just thinking about, I think I should start this virtual agency thing. Uh, Maybe I should scale my business so I can take on bigger projects. Do you remember when you made sort of the leap from the sort of freelancer world to putting the label that we're an agency, we're not just a couple of people in a basement kind of thing?
1: I think the the biggest shift of when I started, I shifted from thinking about myself as a freelancer to thinking about building a business is when I realized that Eventually, I wanted it to be not just about me. I didn't want it to just be about people interacting with me and clients interacting with me, but I wanted to build something bigger than that. Um, I wanted to build something that mattered more than any one person that could matter without me. I I don't know if we've gotten to that point yet. But <laughs> we're trying. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, you know, when Born Creative first started, Brian always has done the admin kind of end of the business, but he didn't actually work in the business providing any kind of services. He had no idea what I did. Um, and so I was all about myself. And then I ended up working with some developers, um, some of whom were great and some of whom were not so great. But I ended up finding one, uh, who was a representative through a private CMS company that we used that we clicked and ended up working with him for a while? And when it became more than me, you know, it, it was one of those things where it has to not be about what I want, but be about what's going to best serve the brand. And that mindset shift is really, I think, that turning point of when things started to change.
0: Does it really come down to trusting that individual like in the case of your contractor or freelancer or part-time employee is it tough to sort of say okay I trust you to get this done for the client and I'll take a step back and you do your thing and I'll be over here working on the next client or bringing the next project how, how much is that trust and, and how important is that um, when, you're, when you're bringing on freelancers or part-time employees?
1: I think that that trust is everything Um, I would say it's probably the most important thing, but you as the business owner, uh, it's important that you trust them to do their job, do what you hired them to do and because they're going to flourish in that. But it's also important that you also continue to educate yourself and learn, not necessarily how to do their job, but continue to stay involved about best practices, and all of those things so that you can monitor and make sure that what you're getting back is always at the quality that you want. You know, when Brian finally stepped in and said, okay, I have to learn how to code. This is getting ridiculous. You know, our, our subcontractors, the developers that we were working with at the time, um, were starting to get a little flaky. There were some personal things going on. You know, the code that was coming back wasn't quite up to par with what we wanted for our brand. We didn't want to ship that out the door and put our name on it without having to go in and, and fix it so um, it's one of those things that I don't think you can have a really successful designer developer relationship or subcontractor relationship unless you trust them to really do the job you hired them to do but it's your responsibility to keep tabs on that as well
0: that's exactly why I, I asked the question and, and sort of serve it up there in a little bit of a softball mentality because I I know that there are developers listening to this who are thinking how do I work with an agency how do I level up my own game how do I make more income and all that fun stuff and part of it is partnering with with an agency that maybe is doing a bigger project that they're not uh, capable of receiving or working uh, at a particular capacity so it's important that these Folks work on that trust element, right? It's Mm -hmm. not just about the code. Like, I don't care if you label yourself a ninja, rock star, whatever. (laughs) um, But I have to trust you first, right? And for me, number one is communication Mm -hmm. with a developer or a, a designer. What about you? Is it start with communication? Do you look for something else in that in that relationship?
1: Um, Well, the first thing for me is your stuff better come back and look just like my PSD. (laughs) If it doesn't look exactly like that, we're going to have problems because I'm going to make you revise it 100 times. Um, So that was critical in the beginning. But I think the thing is with a designer-developer relationship, it can't just be one-sided either way. You know, you can't as a designer say, make it look exactly like my PSD. I don't care about what you have to say or your expertise. Just do this. And a developer can't say, you know, I'm not going to code your design. I'm going to do it my way because I think this is right. There needs to be that conversation back and forth and to say, your PSD looks great, but if you change these things, we can speed the site up drastically and not have to use images for this. Or if we can do it this way instead, you know, where you start to really be valuable as a subcontractor is when you look at what you're given or you get involved in the project and you give back, your opinions and ideas and you share in that dialogue of you know we could make it even better if or maybe you haven't heard about you know x y and z what if we did this and it's just this little tweak and that's when you really start to become invaluable to a company
0: mm, yeah i mean even in the even early on in the interview process if you are if you are somebody who is applying to an agency or a job and i've seen this firsthand where i've seen people asking for work and i say okay we're you know we're hiring for this project xyz what do you got for me and it's like we i do wordpress period let me know when you can <laughs> let me know when you can send me the hours and i'm like no <laughs> that is not that's that is not applying here this is i need to know who you are what you're capable of i need to have a dialogue a conversation so that i can trust you and what you said exactly is, is exactly it is. I, I need more input. I don't just need, yes I can get that done at 40 hours. I want to hear things, well did you think about responsive? Did you think about mm-hmm. Google's new SEO? Whatever it is at that time. Um, I like to hear things like that. What about the client? Uh, I think a lot of us when we're first launching our agency, when we start getting into agency pricing, uh, and I want to I talk a little bit about pricing uh, in a little bit, but We don't know sometimes how to convey that there's a whole team behind us because we were so used to doing it by ourselves for so long. How do you kind of introduce the client to a team of experts and not just Jennifer? Uh, How do you do that in your (laughs) your business?
1: Well, for us, our clients don't interact with anybody but Brian or I. Um, So that makes it easy for us they you know are where we are best served is serving the client um now brian still writes code and i still do design too but we are best served in that role and that's where clients feel the most comfortable so for us it works the best to maintain it that way um but you know even when it used to just be me all the time and you know saying well I'm actually not gonna be working with these, with you directly on this project It's gonna be Brian you know was a little bit of a shift for us too but I think the biggest thing with clients is they want to know that they're gonna be taken care of and they want to know that you're doing what's in their best interests so you may be the face of your company but if you have a team that does the work or a team that's gonna be interacting with the clients you want to introduce them right off the bat you know, maybe mention them in that proposal about what roles your team members are going to, you know, play in that. Or in that initial client kickoff call, you bring in those team members that they're going to interact with and you introduce them and you explain to them that for your project to have the best quality control, for you to have the best experience, we have specialists in these different areas that as we move through your project, you're going to be working with them or you may interact with them. And that way, you set that expectation up front that a whole team is going to be working on the project and they just don't get access to you all the time. Mm
0: -hmm. One of the things that I'm sort of really researching a lot lately is onboarding the onboarding process for agency work. So, we do that with like themes and plugins and it's more technical, it's like how are you going to use this theme and what that means for your project and how are you going to use this plugin and how to install it and that's like onboarding for like technical stuff but Mm -hmm. we're putting a whole new focus on onboarding the client so that expectations, conversations are happening even well before we're talking about price where we would sort of wrap all that into that first free hour of discovery that we sort of all fall into, Um, so we're really doing a a higher detail of onboarding, and getting the person Mm -hmm. in, what's our process like, what is it like to work with us, what are our beliefs, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything like that to sort of weed out, I hate to say this, the bad client or the (laughs) client who only has the 500 bucks to spend?
1: Um, yes. So it starts with us is any new prospect who's interested in working with us has to go through our project inquiry form on our website that gives us a little bit more details. You've got to do a little bit of homework and put in a little bit of effort to get to that point where I'm willing to give you you know, a half an hour, an hour of my time on the phone to talk about a project. If you're not even willing to fill that out, we already know you're going to be a crappy client, right? <laughs> yes. So, so that's the first step. And we do require them to indicate a budget range. So a lot of people will not fill that out because they know we, my budget is less than your minimum. Um, so that right there weeds out a lot of tire kickers and has drastically reduced the amount of inquiries that we get, but the inquiries we're getting now are qualified. They've given us information, they've given us price range, you know, and now we can get back to them and say, you know, great, we think this is going to be a great fit. Let's schedule a call. Luckily for us, the the branding and the site itself by the time people fill out that form they usually already know they want to hire us it's just a matter of getting on the phone and making sure they like us they're going to like the experience that confirming that the decision they're making is a good decision so you know it's a little bit different for like small business projects that we end up flat rating versus larger projects that have multiple phases so for the small business clients usually it's just they fill out that inquiry form we have an initial you know conversation with them we send them an estimate they send it back signed and we get started and usually I don't talk to anybody until they've paid Brian does most of all of that now Um, but for larger projects we have a discovery or a scoping part of the project that is paid You know, I'm not going to go do all the research on your project, come up with all these great ideas, you know, scope out the entire thing and do all of this work without covering my time. You know, so we build that in that in the beginning that we do this research, we come up with a clear scope of work. They have a plan of how everything else is going to move forward. And then at that time, they can choose to take that plan and go somewhere else if we end up deciding we might not be a great fit after all or we don't like you after all. Or you don't like us after all. You know, we can part ways at that point and they've got value that they can give to another developer or we can move forward with a clear plan of action and everyone's on the same page.
0: Absolutely, that's awesome. On the discovery side of things, if you think back to when it was just you and you were maybe doing discovery stuff for free... At what point oh. did you start charging for this discovery session and what and was that weird to say, <laughs> you know what now I'm going to charge for this stuff and it's going to be X amount of dollars what was your strategy behind that uh, was there a sort of a war story that happened where you're like, you know what I'm sick and tired of giving this stuff away for free <laughs> uh, and wh- when was that in your in your career
1: not that long ago okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I would say maybe we started doing, uh, we started building in project scoping to larger budget projects that are were more, more complicated um, only about a year ago. You know, before that, you know, our bread and butter of all of our clients are entrepreneurs and small businesses. So a lot of times it's all they can do to scrape together the budget to have us, you know, do their branding, their social media, their email marketing, and their website and all of that. And after that, they don't have anything left. So they can't afford a whole scoping project. And most of their sites are really straightforward. Um, so it's been, it's to be honest, it's been since Brian has taken a more prominent role in the business, um, as sad as it is and as upsetting as it is, I think that having a male prominent in our business, then we got better and more qualified inquiries. Hmm which is terrible, but is true. Um, So when that started to happen and we started to get more higher end, more complicated builds, more higher end inquiries, we had to take a step back and say, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, this isn't working. Our our approach for small business and entrepreneur sites, they don't work for, for these larger projects because they're more complicated. There's more phases, there's more components, and they don't, know what they want up front sometimes. We have to figure that out as we go and we did. We had a project or two where we shot ourselves in the foot and by the end probably ended up working for two dollars an hour.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> and, and I want to dig a little bit deeper uh, into that because I know there are people out there that are still probably saying I need to serve the small business client because it's—I hate to say—it's the low-hanging fruit. It's—it's—it's it's, mm-hmm. it's the tree that has the most opportunity, right? You walk into restaurants, you walk into mom-and-pop shops, and you're like, you could do so much more with mobile ordering and you know heat mapping on your site. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, people just walk into our shop. Yeah. At what point do you say, let's take that small business customer that that you say, well, they have all they can do to scrape together, I don't know. 2500 bucks to do a project. There's no way we could spend 2500 bucks on discovery. Mm-hmm. I, I get that we all, have to, we all have to take in a project um, for cash flow reasons and all that stuff but are there any indicators going into that or red flags where you say, I'm going to help this person until I heard X, Y, Z. Like You want to help these people. You realize they can't do all the research and discovery but then they said something that you were like, you know what, we're just probably not the right fit and let's <laughs> move on.
1: Oh, if they say they want to make a million bucks without having to do any work.
0: <laughs> Bingo! If
1: say, uh, that. If they say that, you know, if, they, if we start asking them questions and their answers are, I don't know, isn't that your job? Ah. Hmm, that one, I can't, I can't help you if you don't want to be engaged in the process. Yep. Um, and the other biggest one that we see from, from brick and mortar small businesses, not as much online small businesses is they expect it to generate a miraculous result, you know, right out of the gate. They expect to not have to do anything, to not have to actually use the site or market it or drive traffic to it. They just want it to go up and then magically give them tons of leads and tons of business. So you know, when they start talking about, you know, when all of their answers to our questions start being about, well, I just want my site to make me a lot of money. Well, I just want my site to send me a lot of people. Well, I don't want to have to do that. Can't you just build it so it sends me stuff, so it sends me leads, so it sends me people? Um, that's when we start to notice it doesn't matter what we do for you. This isn't going to have a good outcome for you. you know, you're know, you not going to be happy with anything we create because you're never going to use it.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next question that I have that, that comes right off uh, off the, uh, the end of that question is terms of payment, and that's usually another big one for uh, folks in that report pro community and other folks that we talk to online is how do we structure the payment for these for these types of clients they're not sort of sites that we get done in a week they might take 30 days 60 days what's your experience in setting up payments are you receiving percentage up front in the middle at the end how do you structure your stuff
1: Uh, we our average project range is about 60 days so for us, uh, we give them an estimate. We give them an option to either pay in full upfront, or to do a payment plan. And all of our billing, everything is done by credit card. So when they send us back their contract, we send them a payment link. And they get that. It opens up a shopping cart window with a pay in full option or a payment plan option. They can choose. You know, we have about 50% of our clients just pay in full upfront and be done with it. And the rest do a payment plan, uh, which works great for us for cash flow. But it does uh, an initial payment and then one in 30 days and one 30 days after that. So it's a three-payment plan spread out over 60 days. Occasionally we'll have a client if the budget is – you know, over $10,000, or it's, you know, something like that. They may request it to bump out a little bit more if we're doing a large amount of work for them in addition to their site. So sometimes we'll bump it to like a four or five pay. But it's all done automatically. It's all done by credit card. So we can't say, we didn't get your check. We're not going to move forward because we haven't gotten that payment because it's just all happening. They don't have to think about it. We don't have to think about it. And if they delay the project, our payment doesn't get delayed. You not having your junk together does not mean I should not get paid on time.
0: Hallelujah. <laughs> <Duh>. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, I, real quick on the technical end of that, are you using a particular uh, app or, or software to set up the recurring payments like that?
1: We use Infusionsoft to power our business.
0: Okay, and that'll handle the the invoicing, and then the uh, the structured payments. This thirty day, uh, the multiple payments, three, four, five, whatever.
1: Yep. So we just set up whatever they purchased as a product in Infusionsoft. Brian sends them out the link. It handles it's shopping cart, email marketing, autoresponders, It's like everything you'd ever need, all in one.
0: So I gotta I gotta ask you again on the on the technical side, at what point did you bite, or how did you how did you see the value in biting the bullet for the I think Infusionsoft's like a minimum 400 bucks a month or something like that, some, somewhere along that range. When did you finally say, I'm not just going to cobble some WordPress stuff together. I'm just going to buy this thing that gets it done.
1: So I never wanted to have to change providers. I didn't want to have to say, oh great, I built this g- giant list of people, you know, an email marketing list of people. I did all of this stuff and now my, I've outgrown this system. I need something else so um like you said this is our 10th year in business so we've been doing this a while and i discovered infusionsoft in 2008 when i was actually googling stuff about hiring an employee and i came across an article um promoting an event they were doing in la and it said can replace an employee and i was like what oh my gosh (laughs) i'm going to this i bought a plane ticket i bought a ticket to the event i flew down to la for the day i went to the event and i bought Infusionsoft in February of 2009. So I bought them when I had a list of zero. And I was like, wait, I I need a merchant provider for this? Crap! So I got a merchant provider. And we've built the business from the ground up with them. So we invested in them before we needed it. And probably paid for it for about a year before we were really using it. Um, But it's allowed us to not... It's allowed us to leverage software to replace you know hiring when it wasn't necessarily you know something we wanted to do at the time, we weren't quite ready to hire. Um, and every time we've gotten to the point of we're running out of time, we need more of us. We've been able to go in and automate things in our business that's allowed us to buy back that time, basically.
0: And, and it, how is it replacing sort of that overhead of either hours or a new staff member? What is it doing exactly for you that replaces that part of it?
1: So, project management is a huge time suck. It's re- You have to do it, or otherwise, you know, your projects are going to go all crazy. Um, and educating clients and keeping them appraised of what's going on and Not getting so many emails from clients. You know, they email you all the time. What's going on with my project? I have questions about this. I'm not sure about that. What are you doing? It takes up so much of your time. So what we've done is we've leveraged the back end of Infusionsoft and their autoresponder system, not for front end marketing, but for back end project management, that when a client clicks that link that we send them and they start their payment plan, it triggers an email sequence that they get that says, you know, welcome, we're really excited that you chose us. You're going to get some emails from us in the next few days that are going to explain how this is going to work. They get one that sets expectations about what they can expect from us and what being a good client means, what we expect from them. They get one that outlines the process from start to finish of what they can expect and how it's going to work and then they get one that's about website you know, strategy and thinking and you know, really getting them to start thinking about their project differently, and they get some education. They get our new client inquiry form, like our questionnaire to start learning about their business at the end of that sequence. So from when someone pays that deposit, it's about a week before they get their inquiry form, the, their intake, and what that does for us is it gets them ready that when they fill out that form, they're already more educated, so we're getting better answers back. We're getting more clear, more strategic answers about their business, and what we hear from clients is, wow, if I didn't even do this project, I've already gotten tons of value because this has forced me to look at my business deeper. Yeah. And then we have those sequences that trigger, uh, when we've gotten that form back and we do their initial call, it triggers a design sequence that says you're not going to hear from us. You're not going to hear from us for about 10 days. We're designing your project. That's okay. Here's what we're doing. You know, here's what what's going to happen when we send you the drafts. Here's how revisions work. Here's what you get to do and what you don't get to do. Yeah. Here's what's included in your contract. You know, and we've got one for that starts when design's approved and development starts and then one that starts when we're all done and it's kind of their outgoing, you know, follow-up and education sequence.
0: Yeah that that's amazing and that's exactly the kind of thing that that I'm doing a lot more research in now is okay. is that whole onboarding process and I love the fact that I don't want to say it's as harsh as putting up a barrier but you're putting up that you're you're dripping out that expectation and, and your process and stuff that you believe in before mm-hmm. you get into that intake form because they're gonna be hopefully primed by the time as long as they didn't delete all those emails, which you could probably track <laughs> along the way.
1: You can.
0: And then they fill if they fill that out. And hopefully by then they'll either not fill that out and say, God, I, I might not have the budget to hire you folks um, but if they do, they'll be more primed. Um, you know, because I've found that maybe sixty percent of the the folks that we've talked to, in agency services, they have the money and mm-hmm. they have the budget and they're just waiting for you to say, five thousand dollars, eight thousand yeah. dollars, and they might have twenty thousand dollars budgeted. And in our private group, uh, the Matt Report Pro stuff, I talked about this where, I put out a bid that was, at just talking to the person talking to the company and I put out a bid that was over $10,000 but it was half of what they were actually budgeting and getting from another agency. And I was like, oh my God, when I got it back, yeah. they said, well, this other agency quoted us, you know, it's whatever it was, $25,000, why are you guys only at like twelve five? what's the missing, what's, what are you guys missing here? And I'm like, what am I missing is the fact that I didn't read <laughs> that you had $25,000 to spend. That's what I was missing, sir. Yes, I my cars all yes. my life. I guess I didn't know how to do it. Um, but this is a, that's an awesome process and
1: it really helps things not fall through the cracks because that's what was starting to happen we had so much work that we were so busy doing the work that project management stuff was falling through the cracks and clients were not getting served as good as they should have so what this allows us to do is make sure that they're getting served really really well and even though it's automated our clients are coming back and saying wow I feel so taken care of and we're like hey, <laughs> that's so great! I'm really glad that you're not emailing me at all, ever, because I'm answering all of your questions in these sequences. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> um, I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. Can folks go to that uh, your services page and sign up and see if they can? If people who are other pro, uh, agencies and freelancers, can they just sign up so they can get that mailer from you so they can no. see it? No. <laughs> Everyone head on over to borncreative.com/services at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Let's chat about my project.
1: <laughs> oh no, nobody can buy directly on our website because we're really picky. We don't want to work with everybody. Just because right. you can pay us doesn't mean we want to work with you or we want to give you your stuff. People have asked to buy it multiple times. So <laughs> we we we're considering possibly doing something like that in the future. But um it to be honest, it took us a year to map out the entire process for the onboarding, the design, the development, and the outgoing sequences. Uh, I wrote all of the content, created all of the PDF guides and everything we're giving the clients. Uh, We then brought in uh, an expert level coach, uh, someone who is uh, a nutritionist, a regular brick and mortar business owner. Uh, someone who was brand new to the internet and barely knew how to check their email, and we signed them up for all of these sequences. They got every single one of our messages, and we got their feedback. Does this make sense? Do you have any questions? Was something not clear? Did it raise any other questions for you? You know, what, did you find any typos? You know, can you please get back to us? Uh, So we, we went through a long process to tailor this, and then every year we kind of revisit what's working, what's not quite working. We rewrite a couple. We you know, move things around. Um, but it's been it's been a few, it, I think this is the third or fourth year that we've really, you know, tailored it and nailed it down. And um, we just redid them all and made sure they're all responsive and it's all super nice now. But it saved us an enormous amount of time, just an email back and forth and project management. And, you know, it's great when Brian's coding a site and he gets an email from a client. Here's my author bio, my site title, my description here's my, the email I used to sign up for my Gravatar, and he gets this whole little package, he's like, I didn't have to do anything, it just showed up, yeah. this is great. <laughs> yeah,
0: see, and, and the awesome thing is, is folks that are, again, looking to grow into an agency or build an agency, they'll come to us and they'll just say, and I'm sure you get this question all the time, is how did you do it, how did Up do it, how did XYZ do it, and you're like, you can't, it's like the project that you're gonna build for your client in most cases, you can't just copy yeah. somebody else,
1: And and not everybody's model is going to work just because it's worked for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Like, we had to do what works best for us and our family, you know, we're building a lifestyle business, you know, our lifestyle and our family and being able to take vacations and do all of those things and have time for soccer and dance and all of these other things is really important to us. But building our business was at the same time. So, our business model is a lot different from other people's because we wanted to build something that built us flexibility at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to ask you one final question um, about the agency life. Where are you finding? Uh, what's your best channel for finding these new clients? Is it the online marketing? Is it in person networking, events, that kind of thing? Where do you find most of your clients today?
1: Most of our clients come from referrals from people that I have met in person.
0: It's amazing how that works, right?
1: (laughs) Funny how that works. So getting out from behind your computer and getting out and networking has always been the number one way we've ever gotten clients. You know, when a business was brand new, it was the small local, you know, networking groups in my own community where I got to, you know, meet other business owners. And then as the business grew and my prices continued to increase, you know, it started to not be such a great fit your networking, you have to evolve your networking as your business evolves, as your prices go up. You know, you're know, you gonna have to shift where you're networking and now I've found that um, my best leads and my best avenues for business and future referrals come from people I've met at conferences focused on building online businesses.
0: Yep, totally agree, totally, mm-hmm. totally agree. Uh, actually, I do one last final question on the technical side. Do you have any other software that you're using that maybe pairs up well with InfusionSoft that most folks aren't uh, privy to that you use on a day-to-day basis? Stats or tracking or anything like that?
1: Well, InfusionSoft does have great tracking built in, um, so that's a given. You definitely want to be using that. But they also have an, a market. They they used to not have hardly anything that integrated, and it was just terrible. But I remember really I remember
0: really using <laughs> InfusionSoft in two thousand and eight.
1: Oh, man, like, there's nothing.
0: No way. Even, even yeah. a
1: couple years ago, there was they integrated with almost nothing. It was really frustrating as yeah. a user. But they're really, really making an effort to partner with developers and create add-ons. One of the most popular ones that the majority of all of our clients even use is Appointment Core. And if you've heard of uh, Time Trade or any of these other automated schedulers where people can schedule appointments and book things with you, Appointment Core does that all triggered through Infusionsoft, so you can leverage their tags and follow-up sequences and things like that uh, through that app. So um, that's a really, really popular one that helps you automate more things in your business like that. But the other things we use, you know, we use Basecamp for project management, and we use HipChat, um, you know, to to communicate back and forth all day. Um, and other than that, we're we do say we do things old school.
0: Nice, nice. Well, Jennifer, it's been an awesome interview. Um, I can't thank you enough for you know, joining the show and sharing all that insights. Great, great stuff. Where can folks find thanks. you on the web to say thanks?
1: I'm at borncreative.com all the time, and no E on the end. It's not like the movies. <laughs> and then <laughs> I, I'm pretty much everybody does that. And then um, I'm pretty much always on Twitter. I'm at Jennifer Born.
0: Awesome. Jennifer, I will see you at PrestigeConf, and this uh, episode will be published before then, uh, so folks who uh, are listening to this uh, at that time in the future, I, I believe you can buy uh, live streaming PrestigeConf tickets, uh, so you can check that out. Just Google that. I forget the URL off the top of my head, uh, but Prestige Conf, you can find a live view, uh, live streaming view of the conference. It should be pretty fun. Jennifer, I'll see you out there. Everybody else, matreport.com slash subscribe, join the mailing list. If you want to have talks like we just had with Jennifer, but in a private community, matreport.com slash join and join the pro membership to have these kinds of discussions, including mastermind calls uh, with like-minded folks, matreport.com slash join. Thanks, everybody.